0: Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Braddon. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer?
1: Essay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know, it's just funny. I was thinking... I didn't even know this thing was on, Mike. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to act like I've been a diehard fan the last eight years watching the World Cup news, you know. Mm-hmm. This is the first soccer game I ever got. I don't even know the rules, you know. And uh, you guys send these text messages, go. And I'm like, what's going on? I want in on this action. I'm just sitting there watching some random Netflix show, you know what I'm saying. I didn't know I could be supporting America at this given moment. So I went ahead, switched over, watched it. Very stressful. Because again, I don't know the rules. I thought we scored once, and then they're like offsides, and of course I made the joke. You know these pre-snap penalties are killing us, but uh, but other than that, man, it's it, it America's moving on. So uh, our United States is moving on. So uh, I think that's that's pretty good news. I don't know exactly what that means. Somebody said said we're screwed. We're playing the Netherlands, and I'm like, what's going on? I mean, what are they producing over there? I don't know. Maybe they're what would the nether like if you were to compare it to. Uh, <laughs> Like an like uh, SEC teams, yeah. You know, like what would uh, what would Netherlands be? Would they be like Bama or Georgia?
0: No. I, uh, in fairness, okay. Shane, I'm uh, I am a little bit more of a of, of, of soccer World Cup fan than you, but <laughs> just barely. You know what I mean? So yeah. So go with me here. But it's almost like uh, I'd compare them to Auburn, to where they got talent. They can beat you on a not not Auburn as they have been. Maybe, Wait,
1: are you talking about USA as Auburn?
0: No, I'm saying Netherlands. Oh God, to where they okay, where they they can contend from time to time, but right. more often than not, not a not a contender to win at all.
1: Okay, I want to I want to clear this up just a little bit, Mike. Let's talk 2022, uh-huh. not like lifespan. Um, okay, of, of yeah. So maybe Auburn that was a, maybe
0: that was a bad example. Yeah, uh, maybe like. South Carolina, mm. pesky pesky team, that, it,
1: pesky it, little bastards. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they catch
0: fire. They can beat anybody, but yeah, more often okay. than not, they're not going to win at all. You know what I mean?
1: Okay. What about USA? Mm. <laughs> Don't say Vanderbilt. <laughs> Don't say it. Are we? I mean, basically,
0: Van- Van- that's probably the best example oh. we could do. Vanderbilt, where you know they're not. They're not, They're never going to win the whole thing. They're okay they they're prestigious in in certain ways but not necessarily in the in the sport that we care about here you know what i mean so yeah i think vanderbilt okay. that's probably is the best example
1: okay all right well has, damn you could have said somebody else somebody that snuck up and won a national championship once i don't know if vanderbilt has maybe back in the <laughs> 30s or something you know <laughs> anyway all right man well i was just want comparison so we're moving on to the netherlands um i'm probably not saying that right don't get don't get mad at me iran uh but um <laughs> but anyway brother i'm I'm, re- I'm good how about you man <laughs>
0: Oh man, I'm doing great. Shane, we got Hugh Freeze officially announced here at Auburn. We got all kinds of clips we're going to get there. But uh, before we get to that, Shane, and we also got team MVPs for every team. Yeah, This was a Shane idea, so Cousin Shane, credit you for being able to hit on all 14 teams like we're going to do on this episode. But before we get to that, wanted to get your thoughts. What, What are your thoughts, Shane? I've made it abundantly clear what i think old hugh freeze but yeah what do you think of hugh freeze back in the sec mm-hmm. on the plains should make auburn a dangerous team probably in, in a relatively short time
1: i love it man absolutely love the hire um i i know i know hugh freeze comes with some baggage Right. Everybody knows the – I think the favorite joke I saw was they went from a Cadillac to an Escort. You know, I mean, we're going to hear it. But it's good for us. I mean, it's plenty of material online to play with. But the fact of the matter, when I think of Hugh Freeze, I think of somebody that will do anything to get wins. And, you know, sometimes that that ruffles feathers. Sometimes that pisses people off. And there's a lot of people that don't like this hire. I'm the opposite. I like wins. Because when I think of Hugh Freeze – especially like at Ole Miss, you know, I think of the year they had the number one recruiting class, you know, but what, what is that going to do in Auburn when he gets all this NIL money? Do you think he's going to have any problems getting athletes down there on the plains? Nope. I mean, that's, that's what this is. It's a, it's a business. It's a machine and you need a salesman and Hugh Freeze is a good one. If anybody can do what he did, get kicked out of the sec and come back in, you got a salesman, man. That's that's somebody that can that can get the job done and that's what I love about it. Yeah. Also I love the fact that he develops. I love what he's done with Liberty. Well, nobody was talking about Liberty for the last three years. That's all we talk about now. Every time it pops up. I never this, even heard
0: you know, of the school Shane until that, until he started coaching there.
1: Same thing. Absolutely, man. So I love I absolutely love the hire and I think it's great for Auburn and and eventually the the stories are going to die down. The news is going to wear off, but what's not is, is the recruits that he brings in and the victories that he brings down to Auburn. Right. And when it's all said and done, that's all people care about. Because if you look at, at the wins and losses on Wikipedia right now for Ole Miss while, he was at Hugh, uh, while Hugh Freeze was there, you're not going to see a lot of wins. You know why? They
0: because they took them all va- away.
1: They took them all <laughs> away. But if you were there in that moment enjoying the victories – it meant more. I mean, he took a program that won four games, like the last two years. Uh, Houston was there. Uh, I think they won a collectively four games the last two seasons, and every single season after that, he just kept building on to it. So I, I think you've got yourselves a winner. You got yourself. Now is he a little slimy? Yeah, but I mean, they took away his social media. I think the game is trying to find the burner because you know he's got one out there. <laughs> it's been said to death, Shane. Looking. If you can look past
0: his issues, which yeah. some people can't do, but if you can just move aside from that for a moment, Brian Harson, Hugh Freeze, no one in their damn mind is going to take Brian Harson in that scenario. And at the end of the day, you're better off. if You're the Auburn Tigers trying to win the SEC, trying to get to the college football playoff, trying to win the college football playoff. Yep. Hugh Freeze, 100 out of 100, better option. Then old Brian Horson. Absolutely. Don't matter who you missed on on the coaching search. All that matters is that you upgraded in coaching, recruiting, schmoozing with these boosters. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Like Like yeah. what you have to do at Auburn to win, Hugh will do it. So, yep. again, if you can look past his other stuff, you got to be pretty fired up if you're an Auburn fan.
1: And, buddy, the first time they put a 10-win season out there – Ain't nobody gonna be talking about what was at Ole Miss. They're right. gonna be talking about what is coming to Auburn. So I, I think again, there's there was gonna be some news. There was gonna be some smoke coming off this hire. But I, I think all in all, when you're looking at this university, you limited yourself. You know that when you the way they played things with Gus Malzahn and 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 definitely Brian Harsin. I mean, it, it showed. I mean, it, it's not an attractive job. There's not a, I mean, there's not a long line of people waiting for an op an opportunity to coach at auburn you know especially an elite coach that's that's proved that he can win in the sec so i i think um i i think this is as good as you can get besides lane kiffin i mean obviously that was the other it's it's like you gotta get you gotta get these asterisk guys you know mm-hmm. the the ones that that are that oh man what about this coach but he's got a little asterisk there you know because he's got a little <laughs> dirty history or something but don't Whatever, man. This is 2022. We want wins. You got it with Hugh Freeze, in my opinion.
0: And right off the bat, Shane, he's going to make everybody happy, keeping Cadillac Williams on staff. That is official now. Associate head coach. So they've upgraded his title a little bit here. The the former interim, of course, done a heck of a job. And that will help in recruiting as well because – El Cadillac was picking up commits, Shane, while yeah. he was an interim. They were doing better uh, when they had an interim coach than they did when they had a full head-time coach. So, again, first day on the job, getting the job done with, with his what mm-hmm. should have been his highest priority, don't you think?
1: Absolutely. Did you hear what he said, though, when he, he made his comments about the, the, the Sabans?
0: Oh, yeah, well, you're jumping ahead here, Shane. By the oh, board.
1: okay, I'm getting pumped up about it.
0: All right. <laughs> Before we get hey, to Auburn that, had
1: a lot Hey, Auburn ain't had a lot of good things going on for him. Everybody likes a new hire. It's like, oh, man, Right. lot future.
0: So I want to play these clips, Shane. How quickly can he turn Auburn around? I think it's important. Just look around the SEC, Shane. Josh Heupel turned Tennessee around quick. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly turned around LSU quick. Napier, <laughs> game one it was pretty damn quick. But Sam Pittman, Shane Beamer, on and on and on. NIL transfer portal, your fertile recruiting ground. Auburn is set up for success, and that's I, hell. I should I should have put this first. Shane, fan base, incredible fan base, support yeah. this team. Again, interim coach, terrible record, selling out for A and M. You know, I mean that was that was one of the best scenes of the SEC all season. This fan base is going to put this team over the top with everybody pushing in the right direction. So let's kick it over to Hugh Freeze talking about how quickly he can turn this thing around.
2: Four seven, You've referenced Cadillac kind of like a bunch already. How valuable is having someone like that in this transition to help everybody involved in, 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 in moving forward? I think the words I used last night to him, um, I don't know if I had to plead and beg, I don't know. But I was planning to and, and, and went after it, and I think the, the words were just, you're invaluable. I, I, I need your wisdom. I need, you, I need you to tell me about the players. I need you to tell me about the building. I need you to tell me who is, who is really vital to, to us really getting this program back to SEC championships. And I just I think the word I would use is invaluable. I, I can't, I, can't uh, I don't know that I can describe it any more than that.
1: Birmingham. Uh, You look at the building you're in right now,
0: brand new facility, I can see the smile on your face, one of the best if not the best in the country for college football. The game day atmosphere is second to none. How far away is this program from getting back to that national championship form that the 2010 time was?
2: And I wish I could say I haven't had a chance to even evaluate our roster yet. I don't think, you know, Cadillac could probably help me with this answer, but I, I, I think we can turn it fairly fast with the new world we're in. Because I believe with the commitment that's been shown by our fans, boosters, and administration to, to um, invest in things like this that matter in recruiting, and they matter in, in the NIL on the Victory Fund, and all of that matters today. Um, And it didn't – ten years ago you didn't have that, and so the turnaround's a little different. Kids couldn't just leave a school and come to Auburn. Um, They can now. And so I do think we've got to be careful to get the right kids that fit our culture, but at the same time, it's much easier to add to your roster now than it was, you know, when I took over at Ole Miss and they hadn't won an SEC game in two years. And obviously, we are we, going to some new year sixes in year three and four, uh, so I see no reason why, you know, with the, with the current structure, we can't do this fairly fast. Was the portal? I think year one portal will be will be a big priority. I don't. And again, this is without me talking to recruiting yet to find out kind of where we are with the high school recruits. I do believe in building it with high school kids and filling in with portal. Can we do that in year one? I'm not sure uh, yet, so I would anticipate it being heavier toward the portal. And then,
0: like Shane said, I mean, the I think the most viral comments O'Hugh had in his debut,
1: <laughs>
0: and probably the reason he is the head coach on the Plains. He's beat Nick Saban twice. Nick Saban mm-hmm. tried to hire him, got blocked from hiring him. Kirby Smart hired him as an analyst there. I mean – if Kirby yeah. and Nick Saban, if, if they have your seal of approval, my God, you, I mean, you're a good football mind. Yeah. Once again, he references Nick Saban, Terry Saban, close friends, but he's letting them, he's basically put them on notice day one on the job.
2: Birmingham, uh, we, of course we know you've beaten Alabama while at Ole Miss. How much are you looking forward to matching up against Nick Saban in the Iron Bowl? Well, you don't, you don't take this job if you're not uh, built to, to, to want that. And uh, I welcome that. I want it. I want to be in that arena. I, I want, uh, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I really, really, really enjoy that type of game. And I have a great respect for Nick. And he and Miss Terry have been really good friends to us too. Um, but um, I hope they're a little nervous today.
1: <laughs> Coach. So how about it, Shay? I oh, mean, yeah. if you're
0: an Auburn fan, even if you despise Hugh Freeze, you have got to be fired up by that comment,
1: don't you think? Got to love it. You got to love it. I mean, that's what you brought him there for. Forget all the other teams. You want to beat Alabama. Yep. You want to be the the nat. You beat Alabama. You start winning national champions. You start winning SEC championships. So I think I think this is what you got to do. He read the room, did it right. Uh, you know, because it's a little tense, man. There's again that room's divided, and it's gonna take them a little while to get on their side. But this is this is what you do. You play the game, and that's what he's already doing down there.
0: Now let me ask you this real quick, Shane, because I know we talk about this about every two weeks about. Uh... The end of the Saban era, and when he's gonna retire, and all this. But yeah. you look around the division, Shane. There's got we got Hugh Freeze has beaten him twice, we got yeah. Jimbo's beaten him, and you know could have beaten him another time or two, close matches. Mm-hmm. Brian Kelly come in here, year one at LSU beat him. Sam Pittman's got Arkansas a little bit closer to beating him. Yeah, Lane Kiffin knocking out the door time and time again to beating Nick Saban. The only one that really not even close, Mike, is Mike Leach. And, you know, the, the talent discrepancy is, is su- such a issue that uh, it's not like we're we're calling out Mississippi State. But what's that say about uh, the, the SEC West moving forward, Shane, that, I mean, basically all around the division is people that know how to beat Nick Saban?
1: Mike, in my opinion, I think the NIL is the ultimate equalizer. And for the longest time, say what you want, the jokes about the Chargers and, and whatnot, there was a lot of – it there, there had to be, it's, it's going on at all these universities and, and my, my university was no different. Hell, we got, we just got pop for it, <laughs> handing out Chick-fil-A bags. So I, I, I just, not McDonald's, we ain't poor, you know, <laughs> all this NIL money up here, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, I, I think, you know, that's, that's the, the era we're in and, uh, and, and I know there's some coaches that are really griping about it and, mm-hmm. and it's really, maybe it, it's going to cause a little bit of a separation in the SEC, but I think the top tier of, the, of, of this conference is going to be closer together because of it. Um, you know, it's, it is going to, you guys did an excellent show yesterday. If you didn't check it out, jump on there. You and Steve jumped into the portal and, and answered a lot of questions I was having, but I think this year, you're going to see – I mean, it's going to be a wild – it's going to be wild, brother. It is going to be absolutely crazy with the NIL, you know, deals that we've now got in place. Right. Uh, it, it is a free agency. And, and you're going to see names hit that portal that you didn't even think – Was in question. You're going to see names come out of of these different conferences, the ACCs, the Big Tens. Everybody wants to flood down to the SEC because this is where everybody's making money. Uh, So I just just keep an eye on that. I think this is going to be an absolute. It's 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 it is a free agent, free market. So I think that's part of it. Is is the talent gap. Isn't as wide as it used to be. Georgia is winning national championships. They're recruiting like crazy. Texas A&M is paying, man. They got recruits. They're getting them down there like crazy. You get Kelly one year. You know, you you talk about some of these coaches that we've had in the SEC and here recently, and how quick they've ramped up their programs. They're able to do that because of that transfer portal. You don't have to build a, a program anymore. You just gotta pay them. <laughs> so I think right. that's the key, and and uh, you know that's that's the future. Of, of college football right now
0: and you know I, i'm just gonna be fascinated to see shane we hear all these rumblings there's gonna be so many players in there so see who's in there see kind of like what Stephen and i were talking about is this is it all going to be money driven you know mm-hmm. you know you we we kind of assume many of these decisions are but hey there's only so much money to go around you know so I'm sure every quarterback and, and receiver thinks they're getting a big deal. But, again, pass rushers, offensive linemen, those are probably yeah. going to be priorities. So, it's just going to be fascinating to see. And, again, everybody, we, we peg Alabama and Georgia. They dominate high school recruiting. They have since Nick Saban and Kirby Smart have been there. But they may not dominate the transfer portal as much as people yeah. think because of NIL. That's – that's uh, that's a big reason why old Lane Kiff is the portal king out there. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. And, and I'm hearing a lot of rumors of people jumping in there just to see what they're worth. Uh, you know, get on there. See, see, you know, you may find out that uh, South Carolina wants to offer you – $800,000 to run some commercials or something, you know, and then here you are sitting back home making 50 grand while some of your other classmates are making more money. I, I truly think that it's going to be a kind of like a bare like it's going to be a gauge uh-huh. and, and they're going to jump on there and, and just to see how much they're worth.
0: Hey Shane, real quick. This just broke while we were sitting here talking. Oh, college football playoff rankings just came out. Do oh. <laughs> you want to hear the SEC was real quick? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> of course, Georgia, number one. They remain number one. There was some discussion. Would Michigan yeah. jump them? Hell no. we got to put Georgia number one. Michigan is two. TCU, three. Southern Cal, four. And old Ohio State knocking at the door right there at number five. But we've got Alabama still in front of Tennessee. Alabama, <laughs> six. Tennessee, number seven for some reason. LSU, 14. South Carolina, how about this, brother? Nineteen, big jump for them Ooh. Gamecocks. Are they still behind? Cle- yeah, they're ten spots behind Clemson. <laughs> they just beat Clemson at Clemson. <laughs> that's how ridiculous this is. And twenty-four Mississippi State. So that that's our playoff SEC programs.
1: Well, I, I didn't mean to sound so down, but I just knew everybody knew Alabama, and I'm and I'm not I'm not against Alabama. the the, the question. Is I don't like Alabama and Tennessee meet right now in a neutral field. Yep, they're probably beating the shit out of us. I'm not gonna lie. This that's not what this is about. Because I'm going off what the rules were for the college football playoffs or at least what they're going by. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, we beat them head-to-head. What's the point of, like you said, what's the point of playing these games if they don't matter? Mm -hmm. You know, just gut feel, they look better right now? No, that's not what this is. They had an opportunity to beat Tennessee. They didn't. They had an opportunity to beat LSU. They didn't. Uh, Was it? Yeah, it was a one-score game, but I don't care. It's a win and a loss. And, uh, you know, their criteria puts Tennessee ahead of them right now so and not that it matters i mean really doesn't because south usc unless they drop to utah i mean tcu drops a game i don't see that happening i think you're looking you may be looking at your top four right here
0: yeah i think i think so the only reason it does matter shane is for the bowls yeah alabama may get a better bowl game than tennessee which again it doesn't make a ton of sense but uh, I mean we're talking sugar versus orange. I mean, that's two prestigious bowls any way you slice it. You know what?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm I mean, as a Tennessee fan, I mean that that ship sailed in Columbia. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we had a chance and, and we, we let that one get away from us. I, I am I, I am a little you know, it wouldn't be I hate that Ohio State's a, like if you were to pick even Tennessee or Alabama, I don't think Ohio State should be ahead of of the, either one of those teams, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, but you know I, that's the problem. It's like you, it's going to be tough to prove that that point unless Michigan just gets blown out in the college football playoffs by by Georgia. I just hate that there's not two two teams in there. Mm. But anyway, yeah, it is
0: well. And before we get to our MVP, Shane, two two little notes here to to make mention of big one of them particularly kind of important, Kentucky has fired offensive mm-hmm. coordinator Rick Scangarello. This uh, comes a day after they fired the special teams coordinator. So it's kind of like we've been saying, staff overhaul there in Lexington. And this is not a surprise by any means. Kentucky's offense was so average at best at times. But it's going to be you know, pretty interesting to see where Kentucky goes with this thing because if Mark Stoops makes another poor offensive coordinator hire yeah man with the way florida is potentially trending the way tennessee is trending south carolina i think you could even say missouri uh that you know there's a real danger of falling behind all those programs again oh i'm saying if they strike out with an offensive coordinator hire and they don't land a big time quarterback in the transfer portal uh that you know this is something they may have to hire by monday to to get a good quarterback in here because you know, again, it may just come down to NIL, but I think a quarterback's gonna want to know what system he's playing in, don't you think?
1: No, I think I think the hire needs to be quick. I think you're right. I think this uh this transfer portal is gonna be one of the wildest ones we've ever seen. It's gonna be it's gonna be big news. We're gonna be talking about it all week. Um, uh, brother, and and because you know, Kentucky still needs to fill out the program, and and like you said, know the direction. It's tough for me to commit to a school if I don't know what kind of offense you're going to run. I don't want to play uh-huh. just any style. So, um, no, I, I I think that's a that's a great point. Is there any? Uh, I know it just happened. Any any names you're hearing floating around?
0: Well, you know the most interesting one, Shane.
1: Yeah, I love interesting.
0: Liam Cohen, former offensive <laughs> coordinator. Now with the Rams, yeah, I have no idea if that's realistic or not. But I heard uh, our buddies there at uh, Kentucky Sports Radio, Nick Roush, uh, talking about that Adam Luckett. You know, they. I don't watch a ton of NFL. Not that I'm against it. I just don't have time. But apparently the Rams are terrible. Mm-hmm. And if Sean McVay, you know, he's apparently got a huge offer to go do TV. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> just saying the pieces are lining up here. But uh, again, I don't know if you can sit around and wait for an NFL season to end, but it'd be pretty fascinating if Liam Cohen made that move back to Kentucky. Wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I mean that's that's the school that gave him the opportunity to go to the NFL. What's to prevent him from doing that again? And and the school was really humming when he was there. So I mean that's the key, man. Just getting a good hire because one bad hire sets your program back. And and I'm I'm not saying that was detrimental to Kentucky, but now with no Will Levis, I think it's a it's this is a, a huge hire and needs to be done sooner than later.
0: Right. And and the only other note I had real quick here, Shane Lane Kiffin has officially signed his contract there in Ole Miss. So we don't have to worry about that, at least for another 11 months because, you know, if Ole Miss is red hot again, they're going to be talking, oh, Lane to Texas, (laughs) Lane to Oklahoma, you know, on and on and on. I think it's going to be an annual thing here.
1: What was that one? uh, Was it Birch in South Carolina is like, Oh, he's committed. He just he just hasn't got around to signing it yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thought maybe maybe Lane would drag this out a little bit longer. Give John some playing time down there. <laughs> yep.
0: But all right, hey, buddy. So this is your idea. I'm gonna let you go first. But
1: yeah.
0: team MVP for all fourteen SEC teams. And um no, I just like I always like to go in alphabetical order, looking at the SEC West first, if that's all right with you. Yeah, yeah. Who do you got as team MVP for them Alabama Crimson Tide?
1: Well I think this is one of the easiest ones, Mike, and, and I think you'll agree with me here. This is clearly Bryce Young. Yeah. Um focal piece of this offense at times the only piece of this offense it felt like and, and that's even being banged up he was still the leader out there and I think a healthy Bryce we may be talking about a, a, a top two clash here at the SEC championship uh, but you know again you got to remember Tennessee was a little bit banged up LSU I don't think he was quite 100 percent but you know, he he at least was a little bit more athletic and mobile, but not like he was toward the late of the season. So, I, I just think he's he is the offense, and he made that thing run. I don't I don't know what he had three thousand yards passing, something like that. Yep. Um, but I, I again clear clear cut number one MVP on that team for me.
0: Yeah, and I would even go so far, Shane, to say that, you know, for whatever reason, these Heisman voters they mm-hmm. basically refused to give the the trophy to someone two times yeah i I know they did it you know back in the 70s or whatever archie griffin i think was his name but aside from that they've they've never done it and i think you can make the case if we're just giving it to the best most outstanding player bryce young probably should win it again this year but they're not going to vote it that way so i'm not saying that's going to happen but he's just that that good he's that clutch and incredibly he's been lacking weapons even though we're talking about Alabama here so sometimes he has to seemingly do it all on by himself you know so yeah yeah I don't think there really is another answer for Alabama Bryce Young this was an easy one
1: I want to ask you Mike because there's been a lot of great quarterbacks come through here lately um out of out of the the Tua's and 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 the Jones and stuff I mean is he the best quarterback Alabama's had in a long time if ever
0: yeah oh yeah I think so I mean I mean Tua was great too but yeah I don't know, he got banged up a lot. Right. Of course, I was about to say he couldn't win the big game. Hell, he did it as a freshman. They wouldn't have won it without him. Uh, right. But it, it kind of – it's similar to Bryce Young. I mean, Bryce Young won a national championship, but, but he was on the bench the whole time. So, you know, there's some parallels there. I mean, Tua, Tua and Bryce are, are right there, but I would give a slight edge to Bryce Young.
1: It's just crazy seeing – I mean, the next year, Bryce is probably going to be the first pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably, I think they're, they're predicting Houston. is going to be down there, but there's a real shot. The last five Alabama quarterbacks are going to be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Isn't that crazy? Right. Well, and how,
0: you know, we don't, I don't want to, we get, we're still in Alabama. We got, 13 I know, left. but I know. let me ask you real quick. How big of a concern is this for Alabama next season? That we have no idea who the quarterback's going to be. You know, Should they go to the transfer portal? They got talented guys on their roster, but they're largely yeah. inexperienced. And again, Bryce has carried this
1: team. Right? Where are they without him? I mean, that's a huge question mark to me. I think a little concern here. Because if you remember, when all these quarterbacks were there, we were talking about the next man up. Yeah. Quite a bit. And, and it's like, in fact, we had a lot of controversy around the, the hurts situation and Tua, and, 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 I mean, it was just, we always knew like, man, don't you think this guy's good? Wait till you see the next one. Well, it, they're not saying that anymore. It's it's, right. it feels like Bryce is the end of the line. And I'm not saying they're not, they don't got talent on that roster. They got a, That quarterback room is absolutely loaded, but proven talent. What is it going to look like? It's again, there's, there's been a lot of five stars that have come out here and, Turns out they're not a five star quarterback in the SEC. So um I'm 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 obviously a little concerned. Um, but you know, they haven't proved me wrong yet. So I mean the last <laughs> ten years they've they put a quarterback out. So I think Nick Saban's got one on the on the roster somewhere.
0: All right, who's the MVP
1: for Arkansas? Arkansas. Well, one, one second, I'm gonna get my list here. Uh this one's easy. It's Rocket Sanders, but Ooh. um I I would I well I would say. I don't think it's that easy. Now, wait, 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 wait. I know where you're going. Let me get my camera. Probably blurry on this one. It's probably best because Arkansas <laughs> fans are yelling at me right now. <laughs> what about Sanders? Am I right, Mike? It's, it's, which Sanders are you going to go with here? Um, I, I Don't get me wrong. I think Drew Sanders has had, had an awesome, awesome year. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, what Rockets has been able to do this year, uh, I've got a stats here. It's crazy. 14. 126 yards if if he didn't have the 47 yard performance against Mizzou he easily could have been the number one rusher in the SEC uh, two years with an average carry of almost 10 yards per carry so yes I think in, in this day of college football establishing the line of scrimmage and getting a, the running game going is very important and it allows you to throw and uh, I think Rocket has been the focal piece of that so yeah mm-hmm. my MVP for Arkansas is mr rocket sanders
0: well they got two sanders like you said that should be all sec first team in my opinion but i don't even think it's either one of them shane kj jefferson he's Mm. a heart and soul of this team i know he got banged up which maybe you know in fairness you could say well you can't be mvp if you miss some time but no i'm putting him on there shane i mean he did not finish top 10 in the SEC in passing yards. There was a an Arkansas fan calling him out, and I said, whoa, whoa, buddy, whoa. <laughs> he's number two in the SEC in passing yards per attempt. That's a much more accurate stat to go off of, of how good a quarterback is. He's number three in touchdowns passing. He's added over 500 yards rushing, another seven touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he's just the heart and soul of Arkansas, and it – and I know he made certainly a mistake in a Texas A&M game. But I don't think he's the reason that Arkansas 6-6, six and six, unless you could say, well, he missed two games and they and they lost those two. So uh, yeah. I think if they had him, I mean, they're closer to an 8-4 and four type team. And I still – I think KJ is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's my MVP. It just, it's just unfortunate that, uh, you know, he got banged up this year.
1: Yeah, and, and I think when we – you know, because this is kind of weird, because I I catch myself going between Heisman and MVP. I think a Heisman is a guy that you remove from the team, the team extremely. I mean, they suffer. Mm-hmm. They and then the MVP is more like, okay, statistically, this guy is the best player on the field. So I think that's where I kind of find myself here with Arkansas. I, I'm with you. Arkansas is noticeably worse when KJ's not out there, mm-hmm. but you can say that about just about any SEC, any team in college football. You know, you remove the starting quarterback. But to to average 10 yards a carry, I, I mean, golly, Mike, that is in the SEC yep. is extremely tough feat to do. And uh, so that's why I just – I don't think he gets enough praise for how good he's been or how good this year has been. I know we do a good job at that. You're, you're an Arkansas lover. But there's a lot of people outside – that that don't acknowledge how how amazing his season was, so that's why I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Rocket.
0: All right, how, how about uh, Auburn? Who you got for them?
1: All right, Mike. One second here. My list. We got numbers. You know what I'm saying. I should put my readers on, but I'm not gonna. I'm not going blind just yet. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, this one's tough for me because. I think Auburn is a tale of two seasons, mm-hmm. if you will. and uh, But but the one guy that's kind of roughed it out here the last few years, hasn't gave up, has been the workhorse, is Tank Bixby. And and don't get me wrong, we talked about Hunter and, and how great he looked this last game, well, actually last few games. I think the future is bright with him. But if you're picking an MVP, a focal piece of that that team, it wasn't on defense, I don't think. I'm going offense. Give me Tank. Had over uh, almost another thousand yards. I mean, if you if you add in his his receptions, right. thousand yard back. I mean, that's that's what he is. He's old, reliable. And and when I think of Auburn, that's what I think of is ground and pound, the running game, and nobody's done it better than Tank. And just
0: imagine if he had some blocking. You know what?
1: Oh God, I know. I'm it, or just a, a downfield threat. Um, you know, don't get me. I mean, we've we've bashed Auburn enough. But if there was a, an, an like an ounce of passing game in their in their arsenal. That would imagine the the running lanes that would have opened up for for tank and hunter. So I, I think just when you watch our when you watch a uh, Auburn here the last couple of seasons, how many times has he been going against the eight nine man kind of box? You know, <laughs> I mean these that, that thousand yards he did he had to fight for it and he, he did. Well, I like that selection, but you're wrong, yeah. Shane. Derek Hall, <laughs> defensive
0: lineman. I mean, the guy's have been an animal all season yeah. long. He's been a, he's been great for multiple years there, but I think he's really stepped his game up this season. Uh, he damn near won of the Missouri game single-handedly. It's pretty rare for a defensive lineman to do, but uh, he's been consistent. He gutted it out during the Iron Bowl, clearly playing injured. Uh, I loved what I saw from Derek Hall this season, and I think Auburn fans know what an outstanding player is. I don't know if the rest of the SEC – truly recognizes what a great player he is. And I think he may be a guy in the NFL, you know, second or third round pick. And then, mm-hmm. you know, multiple Pro Bowls and people say, well, how the hell did we miss on this guy? <laughs> I, I think Derek Hall is your next great Auburn player that, that excels in the NFL.
1: Yeah, good one.
0: How about LSU? Who you got for them?
1: Uh Jaden we got to go Jaden here and and the thing that drives me nuts about Jaden now that I know how good he is <laughs> is if he would have started the season it, maybe he he would be, because the, the development throughout the season I mean obviously got a little banged up last week wasn't his greatest performance but but up to this point just how good he's been and and how much he's developed week to week it, he's he is a focal piece of that offense and without it, it it's I just don't know what it, I, it, it wouldn't look good, Mike. I really don't. I, I think they would have struggled a lot more during these games. And and a lot of that had to be, to do with the dual threat, um, you know, over 800 yards running. Mm-hmm. Uh, forget the passing, how efficient he's been in the throwing game, but what he's been able to do with his legs, extending downs, uh, I, getting the first down. I, I mean, it, the guy's been an absolute beast, absolute animal. And, and I think – I don't know if there's any awards for out of nowhere, but if there was, <laughs> this is the guy, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm giving him that award MVP uh, for LSU in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no doubt. He finished number 10 in the SEC in rushing, Shane, as a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know, how crazy right? is that? And, you know, I think it, looking back in the years to come, who knows what will uh, Brian Kelly will accomplish in Baton Rouge, but just based on year one, he's He's going to win a couple SEC titles. Hopefully he wins Mm -hmm. a national championship or two for that fan base. But I think he is going to have to look back one day and get this man a a car or or a house or something. You know what I mean? Because (laughs) I think Jaden Daniels was instrumental, not only clearly in getting LSU to win this division title, but getting the team to buy in because it's Mm -hmm. always easier to do when you're winning these ball games. And they were not winning – any games without this guy early in the season. I mean, hell, he yeah. literally was the offense even in the opener that they lost, uh but that was not because Jaden Daniels, the only reason they were in that game, the only reason they were in a lot of these games early, Jaden Daniels on the offensive side of the ball as they were fitting the pieces together. So, I mean, he's yeah. just been outstanding and we have to recognize a little bit here, Harold Perkins, just outstanding. I mean, he, he's he's a close runner-up as, as as invaluable as Jane Daniels was. Harold Perkins looks like, hell, he could be a possible Heisman winner on the defensive side of the ball if he continues his progression.
1: I know I'm terrible. I'm like the Heisman thing. I don't want to give defense. Like I know Wilson's great or Perkins great. I'm sorry, cut that part out. I know Perkins is great, but it's like part of me is like, yeah, but it's. It's all about the offense shape. You no, know? <laughs> uh, nah, he's been he's been fantastic. I, I I think that um the Arkansas game alone, yep. I I could I could watch him. I'd love to see a GPS tracker on him that game, brother. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he was all over that field. So how about who's
0: your MVP for Ole Miss?
1: Ole Miss, I'm going Judkins, man. Um I love this kid, freshman. I mean, the future is bright for yep. Ole Miss, and uh, maybe part of the reason that Lane Kevin's like, yeah, sure, I'll come back. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> uh, I mean, Zach Evans was good too, but I mean, we got a true freshman man, fourteen hundred yards in the SEC. Yeah. Godly, I this this when Ole Miss can't get the running game going, that's when they really struggle. But the days that, that Junkins was able to get going, they were able to find victories most of the time. So uh, easily my my MVP. Yeah, led the SEC. I, I, I'm curious. I, I Well, that's that's important because Zach Evans did – I mean, he had almost 1,000 yards himself. Right. And, and if he's removed from the situation, Lord knows how many yards he would have had.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's incredibly difficult to lead the SEC in rushing. It's even tougher as a true freshman, but that's what yeah. he did, and he was not this five-star prospect that everybody was nope. was begging to get. So, just an incredible story there. Uh, he should rewrite the record books down there if he plays, you know, three seasons at Ole Miss with uh, what he'll do on the ground. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an easy answer. You said it there. I mean, with Jackson Dart started to come on at the tail end of the season, but, again, they mm-hmm. needed to rely on that ground game, and Jugkins. Led the way. I was head over heels, like you were saying, was Zach Evans, and not that he disappointed by any means, but right, his star just didn't shine quite as bright as old Judkins did it.
1: <laughs> no, it didn't, man. And well, even Dart, you know that. You when I thought Ole Miss coming in the seat, I thought Dart would be the guy. Yeah, you know he'd be Corral two and um, and it's just it's just wild, you know Lane Kiffin. A page out of Nick Saban's book. Just take what you're talented at and keep giving them the ball, and that's what he did. He identified this freshman and it just kept handing him the ball, and he just kept kept performing. So, uh, hell hell of a season for him.
0: How about Mississippi State? Who's your MVP there?
1: This one was tough. I, I mean, it seems like the obvious answer would be Will Rogers. Um, because a lot of that offense goes through him. Um, not to mention, when you're throwing almost 50 times a game, your stats are going to look pretty. Um, I think it was a little bit of a down year for for Mr. Rogers, but uh, I still think he's going to be my MVP. Um, another almost 4,000 yards pass it. I mean, mm-hmm. tons of yards, 34 touchdowns, six six interceptions. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with him. Do Do you agree? I
0: disagree. Nah,
1: I knew it. I knew it. I was like, I didn't feel I didn't feel confident about that one.
0: I'm going with Emmanuel Forbes, the outstanding corner. Just got snubbed for the Jim Thorpe Award. Didn't even make the finalist list, It's is a joke. Led the SEC in interceptions. He's the all time leader in pick sixes in SEC history. Lockdown corner. You know, these corners oftentimes they don't get enough love. I think Emmanuel Forbes, again, he's gonna be the next great mississippi state defender to do well in the nfl uh assuming he i believe he's got another year of eligibility but he's so good i think he's gonna be a first round pick in the nfl so give me emmanuel forbes who did his part to to really make mississippi state one of the most underrated defenses in the league this year
1: mm-hmm. yeah that defense
0: <laughs> now i know i already i don't even have to ask you this one
1: shane texas oh, a&m yeah.
0: who's your mvp
1: and the real Heisman. Now, <laughs> you know it's funny. Texas A and M did not have a lot of good things go their way this year, but I, I it, they had a lot of grit, brother. And it and the and the heart of that grit was the running back Devon Achain. This is a guy that touched the ball almost more than the quarterback. It felt like this. He was a focal piece of the offense. Over a thousand yards. I mean, he was he was. Sometimes he put the team on his back, and that's what I love about him, and that's why I've got him in the MVP here.
0: Yeah, Devon Ocane is the only answer here. And, again, I know he missed a couple games, but that does not take away from just how outstanding he was for the Aggies. Yeah. And, again, you got to remember, the blocking at times was awful. The quarterback play at time was awful. Mm-hmm. Yet this yeah. guy showed up week in, week out, produced, and no need to – diss the uh the scheme here Odd and odd and odd. we've done that enough but he continued to produce no excuses for devon archane he got it done this season
1: let me ask you is if you heard anything is he declared
0: um not I mean, is it not junior? yet but okay i Boy, i could you imagine i think it's unlikely he returns i'll just say yeah, that. He, wanted yeah I, he wanted to suit up he wanted to suit up one I, more I, time you know on saturday find
1: some nil money you know what i'm saying come <laughs> yeah, on well, they,
0: they got that in the nfl too brother
1: yeah i know
0: all right how about the sec east shane florida gators who's your mvp there
1: this one's tough for me man. Uh, i mean because it feels like anthony richardson should be the guy mm-hmm. but i don't think he is brother uh i know, I know there's a lot of people wondered if he's going to come back or he's going to go pro or anything like that. And and Anthony Rich is such an electrifying, I mean, he's just electrifying character. He's he's somebody that you think you want to build a team around, but you know, at the end of this season, I don't think that's who Billy wants to build this team around. I think he wants to build it around the running game. And, um, I hate to do it, but I'm going to have to do a split here, brother. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do a split. Split between Montreal Johnson and and ETN here. Um, these guys collectively had over 1,500 yards rushing, mm-hmm. and and I think was the 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 bright light that came from the Gators here. Um, you know, there wasn't a, an individual, in my opinion, that walked away with an MVP award. Um, I, I think it comes down to those two running backs. And what's nice is they're young, and you actually could build this team around these MVPs. So uh, give me both running backs for the Florida Gators.
0: Yeah, I was going to say Montreal Johnson as well. Shane, he scored a touchdown in every game Florida won. Give you mm-hmm. an indication of how important he was. And every win... He had 75 yards or more rushing, and, and most of those he had over 100. The only exception was the Eastern Washington game, which was a blowout, so he, they just didn't need him. But that gives you an indication of how valuable his production was to the team. But since you said ETN and Johnson, I'll give it to someone else, Shane. Osiris okay. Torrance, the offensive lineman that they the transfer oh. in from Louis, uh, Louisiana, followed Billy Napier, I actually followed Montel Johnson as well. Uh, I mean, just an outstanding, outstanding performer on the offensive line. We got to give some love to the linemen, Shane, that clear the way for these outstanding (laughs) running backs. Uh, You know, you could go no wrong, ETN Johnson, but I'll give it to Osiris Torrance. Uh, Give some linemen some love here.
1: Look look at least you support the big guys. (laughs) You've been hanging around me too long. (laughs) All right, how about the Georgia Bulldogs, Shane? You know, Georgia is is an interesting one um, because – they play so well as a team. Yeah, it, it's it is not a it's not a group of individuals. This is a team effort. The Bulldogs. I've said it many many times on these pods. You know, just just when you think it's it's Brock Bowers. Then, then it's Macintosh, or then it's then it's Stetson, and mm-hmm. it's it's back and forth. It's 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 wherever is not working, the other guys are pulling them. So, I mean, you could even say the defense. Hell, I mean, they got some studs over there: yep. Carter, Ringo, all those guys. They're going to be in the NFL. They're going to be making millions, and millions of dollars next year. But I've, I, if I had to pick one individual, I got to go with Old Man, My Man, Heisman, <laughs> Mailman. <laughs> Say that ten times fast. <laughs> the reason I say that, man, uh when when the tough games came, he he he's the one that stepped up. When yeah. I think of Tennessee in particular, he was on fire, man. Mm-hmm. And and I, I still feel like there's like Stetson's not getting opened up all the way. And I think we're gonna see a little bit more of that here in the SEC Championship, most likely in the college football playoffs. But when when it comes crunch time, He's always performed. He's always got the job done. And that's through the air, on the ground, any way that he can. He's just playing his best. And he, who knows? He may not play at the next level long. He may he may have a long NFL career. But I will say, when we look back, we're going to talk about Stetson as one of the better quarterbacks to come through the University of Georgia.
0: Yeah, and don't forget the Oregon game, the South Carolina game. I yeah. mean, he, he stepped up. And, and, of course, last season, national championship <laughs> and uh, the playoff game against Michigan. So, That's going to be his legacy, aside from being the quarterback that won that national championship, but just stepping up in the clutch, making the plays. Got no issue with Stetson Bennett being MVPs, like a coach on the field there. But since you went with Stetson, I'll go Brock Bowers, Shane. I mean, just an incredible, incredible athlete. He does it all, rushing, receiving, and he stepped up his game significantly as a blocker, which is obviously not something you can see in the stats, but Week in, week out, he's clearing path for these outstanding running backs, and and his versatility also aids Georgia and why they're so difficult to defend because you just you got to pay so much attention to the guy and he may just yeah. be coming to maul you with a you know a four or five star running back running right
1: right behind him. You know what? And, and I think that's that that's the problem is Brock. You know. Brock sometimes gets lost in the stat line mm-hmm. and he's not he's not lost in a defensive scheme <laughs> right you know there's extra attention on him and sometimes that's what's opened up opportunities for guys around him so uh yeah so i, I mean true you want to talk about just a freak athlete that's Brock and and honestly i thought about giving him uh, the 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 list first the mvp first but um i just went with the mailman i had to go with him and uh just what he's been able to do in the big games
0: so who you got for kentucky
1: um you know you if you would asked me at the start of the season and, and we're at the end of the season who i thought would be the mvp i would have went will levis easily i mean there's no question the guy's going to be playing in the nfl we've we've all heard the 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 stat lines but You know, I went a different route. I went Rodriguez here and didn't get to start the season. But when he came in there, it felt like that was the best Kentucky football we've seen. And uh, he was able to to, to make that team Um, two-dimensional. You look, he was able to get, I think, 20. 100-yard game, I think he broke a record for Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, 2100 yards. The, the last five out of the seven games that he had, he had 100 yards. Ended the season 904. So if he would have had a complete season, it would have been well over 1,000 yards. Um, I just like how tough he was. And one of the things that stood out to me, too, is the leadership and the accountability. You know, he made some mistakes – early in the season but there was a play there was a drive I don't know if you even caught it during the Louisville game and uh, one of the one of the young kids on Kentucky was you know dogging one of the Louisville guys and, and was close to getting a personal foul the way he was standing over this kid and Rodriguez just grabbed him. Hit him in the head and said, "You know, you could tell. You don't have to hear the words, but it's like, use your damn head." That's what he's saying. It's it's that kind of leadership that that I think you know you can't measure. And uh, and everything I've heard from the locker room there, Rodriguez is a big part of that. So I'm giving him my MVP.
0: Yeah, I agree 100 percent with you, Shane. And the kind of the way I rationalized it, aside from the Florida win in the swamp, which he did not play for. Kind of your three other biggest wins, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Louisville.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Those were his three best games. And the guy finished, I believe, sixth in the SEC in rushing. And, again, he missed four games. So, I mean, that gives you an indication of just what a beast he is. Never goes down on the first contact. Rushing, or excuse me, blocking, was an issue all year long for the Kentucky Wildcats. Yet, it was you know, Chris Rodriguez was still getting his in many of these matchups. So, yeah, Chris Rodriguez, he's kind of the heart and soul of this Kentucky program. He's hes going to be a tough one to replace. Who you got for Missouri, Shane, as your team MVP? Mike,
1: I was going to lean on you on this one, brother. Um, because if me, if I'm picking the MVP, I'm picking the entire defensive side you know uh mainly those defensive backs it it was a um, it was a total now there was again it's kind of similar to Georgia there there's weeks that you know somebody on the defense like Maguire boy mm-hmm. s- you know steps up and then and then next next week it's somebody in the secondary just locked down corners. so um I I, I want to lean toward that but I have to pick one so I went with cook um and, and the reason I went with cook is you know he he didn't play great the entire season but the games that he did he was a game changer and and i think of the south carolina i think of those games that that he really played excellent football um it it came down to him and his legs and and you know his just i don't know his growth throughout the season so was it was it perfect no but if i had to pick an mvp i'm going to give it to him as the as kind of the easy answer for me
0: Yeah, and this gonna be a heartbreaking answer for me, Shane. I hate to do this, but I'm trying to be honest here. I'm giving it to Dominique Lovett, who likely is not gonna be on the team next year. But he's just such a dynamic playmaker. He he was consistent all season long. I think, you know, he probably wouldn't have surpassed Jalen Hyatt. He had such a great year there at Tennessee. But aside from Hyatt, I mean, I think Lovett would have been you know neck and neck with him if he had more consistent quarterback play right so uh, just the the production he was able to get without a solid quarterback at at times was really amazing and he really helped this uh, this offense excuse me I'm I'm choking up I'm crying over here thinking about him (laughs) not being at Missouri but (laughs) easy coach Leach (laughs) do you need some water (laughs) he just helped Missouri in so many fashions so I hate it I hate it that he's likely not going to be there but Man, that just gives you an indication of, of how big of a loss this will be and, and how much, uh, you know, Luther Burton needs to step up and assume those duties next season for Missouri.
1: I, I almost went that route. And uh, and I kind of wonder what would have happened if he would have, you know, because he got banged up a little bit earlier this season. but yeah, he got, In the he Georgia games, had he, yeah, he played was, the he, the second half, they may have won. Seriously, good hell of a player. So, and maybe they can still get him. I don't know. I've seen some I've seen some cryptic tweets come from him. So, right. we're holding off. We don't know yet.
0: How about South Carolina? Shane, who's your MVP there?
1: <laughs> oh, boy, I tell you what. This this damn Gamecock, I this here's the thing that drove me nuts. If you would have asked me 3 weeks ago uh-huh. who the MVP was, I'm giving it to Kai Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> the most efficient punter, three for three. The guy's unstoppable. He's uh, but no, I'm talking about Beamer Ball. This, this, I mean, he's been, he's got to get a little recognition. But when you beat Tennessee, you beat Clemson, two top eight teams, and you do it with Spencer Rattler. I got to give it to him. Forget the rest of the season. Uh, in fact, Spencer threw more touchdowns in those two games than he did the like like he had half of his touchdowns in those two games as opposed to the other 10. That's just how efficient he's been. Um his numbers and I got them wrote down here. 72% efficiency, 700, 798 yards between those two games, eight touchdowns, uh two interceptions. That's my dude. Yeah. That's that. Uh, the The, the, the light came on. He realized he was a an elite quarterback, and he showed it. and And when he's playing like that, they can beat dude. They can beat anybody. And so, uh, you know, to, and he stepped up in two of the three biggest games that they played this season. He stepped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give him my MVP.
0: Okay. Well, you know, I considered him. I considered Marshawn Lloyd chain, mm-hmm. who in the middle of the season, when things were bleak, when. You know, there was big-time questions. Charlotte, Kentucky, and Texas A&M right there in the middle of the season. Those three games, 372 yards, rushing six touchdowns, six touchdowns in three games. When (laughs) South Carolina needed him the most, you could certainly make the case for Marshawn Lloyd. I know he got banged up, too, towards the tail end of the season. But, hey, I'm going with your first instinct, Shane, and this is no this is not meant to to disrespect South Carolina, but hey, it's Beamer ball. It's Pete Limbo. Yeah. It's Kai Kroger, man. I mean, he was just <laughs> outstanding. And not only was he the, the nation's best punter, he got robbed for the he didn't even make the finalist shame for Ray Guy Award. These I don't oh. I don't think these award people, they I don't even think they watch the games or something. No. He's throwing touchdowns. He's rushing a ball. I mean Kai Kroger. <laughs> he's doing everything they needed. He he epitomized what South Carolina is this season consistency on special teams, surprise. We got to show, we got to
1: give the punter some love here when he's just outstanding. You know what? Yeah. Well, that's why I mentioned, I mean, I, at first I wanted to sound like a joke, but it's, it's really not because think of how many games he helped win. Right. Because he pinned them in a five yards or Mm -hmm. like you said, he, he got a first down or, or extended a drive. I, I think the guy's just been electric and, and, and the focal piece of that, that pillar that nobody talks about, special teams. And, man, he was he was super special. So, how about for Tennessee, Shane? <sighs> well, my beloved balls. I mean, you could about put anybody on this list, you know. <laughs> you could put Jalen Hyatt. He broke the record for the most receiving touchdowns. You could put Hendon Hooker, you know, because mm-hmm. he's – but I – this was a magical season for Tennessee Vols, brother. And I'm not saying that because I'm a homer. I'm just saying it because I'm a homer, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to be talking about my grand, to my grandkids one day about this program. And I'm going to be talking about Hooker. And then I'm going to explain to my wife who I was talking about, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I joke. I think that this has been an, a fantastic season for Tennessee Vols. It didn't quite end like we wanted it to. But it got to this point because of the arm and the legs of one Hendon Hooker, man. This guy, he was he was the offense brother, and and, and I think a lot of people lose, you know, because you see these big stats and you look at all the touchdowns and stuff like that. Yes, those plays were big, but you know there was some third and threes and uh, you know second and longs that that he was able to get a first down just because of his mobility and able to get out of the pocket or a collapsed pocket sometimes. So, yeah. um, this this guy is Tennessee football brother, and and I we were. Four Fortunate to have him down here. Uh, If you get a chance, you should buy one of his books for your kids. Uh, So I'm going to give Hendon Hooker 31-35 is his yards, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions, and 430 yards rushing, 5 touchdowns on the ground so without a doubt my guy hinden hooker honorable mention though i gotta say jalen Hyatt because he did hell he broke a record with 15 touchdowns and over 1200 yards receiving but he didn't catch those if it wasn't from hinden hooker
0: yeah and i think the best way to explain the greatness of Hendon hooker this season Shane, mm-hmm. he would have games this year where you know maybe he'd miss a couple throws and, and we're sitting here saying Man, he is off today. And then you look at the yeah. stats, and he's got 360 passing yards, three <laughs> touchdowns, no interception. You're like, my God, that's an off day. But that's we're just used to just him hitting every pass. That's right. And he was stepping up in the clutch. I know he didn't get it done against Georgia, but guess guess what? One quarterback's got it done against Georgia in two seasons. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's no blemish on his mark in my in his resume. The South Carolina that was a debacle, but again, that was not on the offense. That was on the defense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Hannon Hooker, he should be a Heisman finalist. Shane. I don't understand why he gets hurt and all of a sudden he's like off the <laughs> off the list. You know what I mean? So yeah. he w- he's just been so good. I got full confidence in Josh Heupel. You look at his resume, his track record. They're gonna have, he he produces quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. But that being said, Shane, I don't know if we'll ever see one as efficient as Hendon Hooker with not putting the ball in harm's way. He yep. he did it once against Alabama, and it was the first time in about eight or nine weeks. And you're and you're wondering what's wrong with this guy, and then you're saying, oh, well, every other quarterback does this about every game, so. You know, his greatness is just – he played at such a high level that uh, it was magnified any time he did something wrong because
1: 90, 95% of the time he did something right. That's crazy, isn't it? When you get used to something working all the time and then as soon as it doesn't. Forget the other t- the, the, the other <laughs> 358 times it, it worked. You know, it's that one time it stands out. So, yep. no, this this is – again, this is another quarterback, Tennessee quarterback – that will be etched in history, brother. I, I, I truly believe next twenty, thirty years they're going to remember Hendon Hooker.
0: All right, last but not least, Shane Vanderbilt. Who's your MVP for the Commodores?
1: Man, look at Shane picking all this offense. Man, don't he like any defense? Well, he does it, Vanderbilt. Anthony Orgy. Come on down. <laughs> 106 tackles. Uh, nothing against uh I, I think Ray's good running back, thousand yep. yards quietly, had a fantastic season there at Vanderbilt, big piece of it. Um, you know, quarterback was back and forth between Mike and Swan. They easily could have put one of those guys on if you had a full full season with them. But Anthony Orgy was there the whole time. And, and when I think of MVP, MVP, if you remove Orgy from that team. They're not beating Florida. They're not beating Kentucky. He's a he is the captain of that defense, and uh, I think uh, a huge player that uh, a lot of didn't get a lot of talk as much buzz. This guy's this kid's going to have a hell of a career in the NFL, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, there's nothing wrong with that selection. He's another one I think Shane needs to be an All SEC selection. I think Ray Davis needs to be an All SEC selection. Two outstanding players. Mm-hmm. But I think you missed the mark on this one too, Shane. I'm going Mike Wright, quarterback. And maybe yeah. this is a little biased, you know. Maybe I, maybe I'm cheating a little because because here's my rationale, Shane. Since SEC Media Days, he's got a swagger and a confidence to him, and I think yep. that bled over to the rest of the team. He started so well against Hawaii. I mean, hell, we remember we were saying, "My God, we got to put this guy up for the Heisman." I mean, he was mm. that electric. But I, they needed that, and, and that was a game where where a lot of people were picking Hawaii to win the football yeah. game. They blew they blew the doors off away. Now, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean Hawaii's, you know, that good or anything like that, but Vanderbilt desperately, desperately needed to turn the corner this year, and it started with that Hawaii game. And I think even more impressive, Shane, when things didn't work out for Mike Wright, you know, he's a captain of the team. He lost his job. In today's uh, college football, how many guys – would have tanked how many guys would have hit the portal how many guys would have quit and instead of doing that he continued the lead swan goes down and then vanderbilt plays even better and gets back-to-back sec wins no shot in hell they do that with any other quarterback than mike Wright, in my opinion so i get it he's not the best passer he's probably not even gonna be the starting quarterback as soon as aj swan is, is back next season but he just meant so much to this team and so much to this program, kind of like we were saying, would Brian Kelly need to buy uh, Jane Daniels a car or something? Clark Lee, yeah. in in a couple of years, may have to do the same for Mike Wright because I think he he led this program when it desperately, desperately needed leadership and guidance. From you can only do so much as a coach; it's got to come from the players. Yeah, and it came from
1: Mike Wright, so he's my MVP. I'm not I'm not angry with that pick, Mike. And in fact, I. I part of me i kind of regrets mine but i i think it's leadership that's that's one thing about both of these guys that that you picked and i picked even though he wasn't out there again was was a captain man Yeah. you know that what he was doing behind the scenes probably doesn't get any 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 talk out in the news or any credit out here but i guarantee you, you talk to coach lee I mean, you've seen him, how emotionally he got talking about Mike and everything he put. That's why he started him with Tennessee. You know, he felt like he owed him, you know. So, um, I, I think this is a, a good season for Vanderbilt, and either one of those guys uh, are, are a prime example of why they're there.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, buddy, I think that's uh, going to wrap it up for this episode
1: of the show. You got anything else before we hop off the line? No man, uh, we, you know, we're inching along here. We're gonna have some uh, SEC news coming up for the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look forward to that uh, preview coming up. Uh, but other than that, brother, I ain't got anything. Just see which coach got fired. <laughs> you know, jump on here, maybe fire off a couple of tweets to the College Football Playoff Committee, letting them know where they got it wrong. <laughs> you know, see if I can get on my message boards here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I think you're, you're
0: spot on, Shane. We're just here trying to keep you up to date with the latest uh, yep. news and notes. And there's going to be – this is just a wild time, Shane, because you just never know what exactly is going to be dropping. Absolutely. But it could be anything and everything from retirements to, to firings to hirings to, to mm-hmm. you know, on and on and on. So we'll keep you up to date with all the biggest news around the SEC. But that is going to do it on this episode of the show We'll catch you on the next one.
1: All right. See you guys. Go balls. We got screwed in the polls, Mike. <laughs>